0: Can we make it a better world? Well, we keep talking about that here uh, just about every week. I apologize for the fact that the last couple weeks uh, we've been down, and that's because I've been in the hospital. Those of you who have been following the adventure on our Facebook page um, probably know a little bit of what I've been going through, um, As a matter of fact, I'm still in the hospital. Uh, My big day out is tomorrow. Uh, But I still wanted to do start Blog Talk up again. And uh, so maybe this is the first, I hope last, Blog Talk Radio to come to you from a hospital room, Mission Hospital, Mission Viejo, California. That is where I am right now. And... uh, I'm very excited to be back in the saddle. That's, that's the way they say. I'm feeling so much better. I'm thankful to so many of you who were praying for me, and uh, we had some scary moments in the last three weeks, uh, but uh, we the Lord has pulled us through, and uh, I'm feeling energized and, and very excited about um, where we're going to go from here and and I just believe that uh, things are just going to only get better. So uh, thank you again
1: for your faithfulness,
0: for praying. And, um, and uh, here we are, Tuesday night, Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I am so excited about my guest tonight because, uh, well, I tell you, uh, Marty, my wife Marty, wrote about our guest on our Facebook page. And uh, it's so clever And so true, I thought that it would be a great way to introduce him. So I'm going to let Marty introduce our guest uh, tonight from uh, her little blurb on Facebook, which goes like this. From the Mission Hospital tonight, John will be interviewing on Blog Talk Radio, probably the smartest person I've ever known. And I have met some rather gifted people. Yet unlike most brilliant minds, our guest speaker communicates on layman terms, making him not only astute, but dazzling as well. He goes by Pastor Dave to those within his church community and Uncle Dave to my children. He is no other than John's big brother, Dr. David Fisher, author of his latest book, the future great planet Earth. David gets it and, in turn, will give you a global perspective from which will inform your faith and encourage your heart. Well, that's just a pretty good way to welcome my brother, my big brother David. David, welcome to Block Talk Radio. Uh oh, David? Hang on. There you are. <laughs> okay. Well welcome, David. <laughs> you, you, you dropped right off the right off the scope there for a second. After all that wonderful interview, did you hear the interview? Uh, did you hear the
1: did,
0: did you Word the only interco- true? <laughs> <laughs> oh great. Well this is thank you so much for uh doing this and especially on on short notice it, uh because I really wanted to get get back going tonight, and uh, David was available. And plus, when he visited me in the hospital, uh, this was just a natural, because he brought a copy of his new book, The Future Great Planet Earth. Now, those of you who have been around long enough might remember The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey from the 70s. Probably the probably best-selling Christian book of that decade, I would guess. And um, uh, so David is obviously playing on that title, but giving us a whole different perspective. This is going to be a very interesting discussion tonight. I hope you'll hang on and uh, enjoy the whole thing. I, David, uh, you know, this whole thing of end times uh, – boy, it just kind of comes and goes. It's always there. It's always with us as Christians. It seems like there are times it's all we can think of, and then other times, you know, it it moves to the background. Um, And then there's all those pre-mills and post-mill and pan-mills, they used to call them, everything's going to pan out in the end, and all these different ways in which people put together the prophecies of all over the scriptures and come up with what they believe the end times are going to be like. Why Why are there so many different theories about the end? Um, is, is the Bible not very clear on this?
1: Well, John, first of all, man, I'm just so happy you're able to do this broadcast. And, yes, the Thank Lord really pray. answered prayer for you. <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> yes. were praying, man.
0: <clears throat>
1: well, I... I just think it's that the New Testament was not written as a theological book at all. It was not a systematic theology, point one, point two, and now let's go to this doctrine. Uh, these were real life letters and oral traditions put together to share the story of Jesus. They were sent to real churches, written by real people, to real congregations. And so uh, I think one of the reasons there are so many theories on the end time is that our job is to comb through all these scriptures and uh, try to figure out what they thought. And so it's not an easy task.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, so that... No one can. Is it true then that no one can really say this is really the way it's going to be?
1: Um, I don't think it's that nebulous, but there are there are different strains of teaching and doctrine that definitely will all come to pass. But it's the mix. Mm -hmm. I remember I remember books in the seventies sort of writing newspaper headlines in advance, number one, number two, number three, then this will happen, number four, then I mean very interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh I I don't think that's possible. I don't think God intended it to be possible.
0: Hmm. And you know, what about all the disagreements? I mean, like are the Christians going to go through the tribulation? Are we going to be raptured yeah. before? Are we going to go through all that stuff? Um, is is uh, is some of that just plain unclear, or what would you say about that?
1: Well, goodness, <laughs> um, here's here's an interesting thought for for your listeners, because uh, as you know, a lot of visions of the future in the church, especially as you said in the 70s and before, is very negative and gloomy. Uh, Of late, of late, there's been a lot of uh, real positive, awesome stuff, so it's just going to get better and better and more and more rosy. And Hmm. I don't think the Bible supports either of those single-minded approaches. So let me me throw you a, a scripture here and ask your listeners to think it over. But Jesus said, The harvest is the end of the world. And at the end of the world, the tares will be full grown and the wheat will be full grown. The righteous will be mature in their image of God and the wicked will be mature in their father, the devil. And so,
0: mm.
1: they, you know, it's a both and as we approach the end. So this is, these, uh, I think we see the church rising in great power all over the earth now, and we certainly see the ugly head of evil rising up. And uh, so it's it's just going to get more and more, I don't know, what, interesting, yeah. challenging? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, think, think back real quick on the 70s, you know, with the Hal Lindsay book and you know of course yeah. the Jesus freaks, the Jesus freaks were always oh, we, we were singing Maranatha, Maranatha, Masters coming home, you know and, and yeah we i mean david i I swear I knew that uh, I wasn't going to die, the Lord was going to come within probably ten years. I fully believe that, and uh, yeah in fact I, I i used to tell people i was, I was kind of upset that he didn't because you know right. because life got real <laughs> life got real complicated after that yeah you know it was just me and my toothbrush and my guitar you know before that and then it got yeah. real complicated um Mark, Mark. I, actually, I actually
1: remember, John, I actually remember our taking our youth choir, if you can imagine far enough back when I was a youth leader with my wife, and we took a youth choir to sing somewhere, and it was October something or other of 1984 or 88. Those were the two. I can't remember when, but Jesus was supposed to come back. So right at the time that he was supposed mm. to show up. I was having a vanilla milkshake <laughs> in San Juan Capistrano. <laughs>
0: See, that, yeah, that might have been, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, oh, God, there was, I can't remember his name, but I wrote a chapter about well, that. Well, I do, but, guy. I I yeah, the, I know, name,
1: but I don't. I remember his name, but I don't want to say it.
0: <laughs> it was yeah. Edgar. Edgar Weisnot was the guy I was thinking of. Oh, about no, because no I, I know who you're yeah. talking
1: about, yeah. Wasn't I wrote
0: about him because guess what? I, I was I was in an airplane when Edgar Weisnot said it was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with that oh, one. Oh dear, yeah. But you know, here here you go. You look at the seventies, David, and and the end times was a big big deal. And and now suddenly it just kind of it's it's faded. It in in many ways it's gone uh to the back burner. Um, yeah. How, how important uh, in the whole scheme of things uh, that, that we know about the end times, that we study it, that we have a sense of, of what's going on here?
1: Well, I think uh, the main reason is there's been a shift in the last, well, moving into the 21st century. For one thing, he didn't come back. And so
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's been a shift, I think, a right Shift a good shift in the church to consider reaching the nations with the gospel, transforming society and culture, and working on this world. And so in writing my book, these were the scriptures that hit me the hardest, and they're so simple. It's not that complicated, but when Jesus said, pray that the will of God come here on earth as it is in heaven, and then in John 17 was the real Lord's Prayer. <laughs> he prayed to the Father, I pray not. I'm mm-hmm. not praying that you should take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. And so I, mm-hmm. uh, when I did my book, I'm thinking, well, good grief, if Jesus isn't praying that way, and we're not supposed to be praying that way, why is everyone heading toward heaven? And so the whole... <laughs> The whole modern impact right now is bringing heaven on earth or to earth or in earth or however <laughs> you want to mm-hmm. see that. The will, of God, the will of God being done here, loving and people and serving the poor and reaching people with the gospel.
0: Wow. Wow. So what you're saying basically overall is that your, your view is a much more positive view, it sounds like, of uh, the end times than, than the one we, ones we are more familiar with in the last, say, 30, 40 years.
1: Yeah, and and just to be fair, uh, in the book, John, I, I don't... I guess if you read it, people can tell kind of what I lean toward or what I'm favorable to, but what I did not want to do is be hard and fast for any one yeah. thing. Yeah. So what I do is I... I throw a, a lot of scriptures on the table that people, I think Christians have to take ad, uh into account when they're believing and talking and preaching about the last days, you can't ignore those. And so um yeah, I I just think we need to be open Let me let me just say uh I recall in the '70s, as we, you, and I go back to those years, um, when people's view of the end times determined their orthodoxy. If you, if you did not ascribe mm. to a very clear-cut uh, dispensational uh, right. premillennial theology, then. Uh, you were viewed uh, as sort of a liberal, non-Bible believer. And so in <laughs> order to prove your orthodoxy, you needed to subscribe. And I, as I've grown out of those years, I'm thinking, my goodness, why condemn other Christians or separate or divide the body of Christ over what has not happened yet? And so the Bible wow. the Bible gives us very clear guidelines. Yes, there is a return of Jesus bodily. Yes, there is transformation of resurrection life. Yes, there is a great harvest, and all of these things are there. But I don't think Christians should be arguing, dividing, and breaking fellowship over these things.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. Which
1: we, do, that, we do so yeah. easily.
0: Uh, what what led you to writing this book, and, well, and coming up with it? Whether are there other authors? Are there other people saying this too, or is is this a there's a, uh, you know yes, the there, lonely there are, prophet out there?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, there there's quite a lot of talk about transforming the nations, transforming society. Now I I'm not I'm not being rigidly reconstructionist or uh, all uh-huh. these terms people throw around but what led me into the truths that I share in the book is uh as you know I founded our Bible college and so for 38 years I rigorously taught old and new testament year after year after year most of the books and most of the books or a lot of the books several times and so all of a sudden I started asking myself, "Well, if what I was taught fifty years ago as a young Christian is true, what about this passage?" And then, you know,
0: hmm.
1: a, few, a year or two later, "Whoa, what about this?" And then another year or two later, "What about this?" And so I had a lot about what about this is.
0: <laughs> so a
1: lot of them, a lot of them found their way into the book as questions that I ask my readers. So I'm not insisting that people have to agree with any certain, but I'm telling them as a Bible-believing Christian, if you say you are, what are you going to do with these passages? For example, (laughs) that harvest passage about the tares and the wheat What do you do when Jesus said he will send his angels and gather out first the tares? Uh Uh-oh. That was a Uh bombshell. I'm thinking, first the tares? What is this? (laughs) So there's a lot of things that were calling into question what I had. See, we, we really, as Christians, we really depend on oral tradition from our church leaders a lot more than we think we do. So this hmm. is my this is my explanation why a lot of Christians get stuck in one direction or the other. They believe what their church leaders tell them. Then hmm. they go to the yeah. Bible they go to the Bible with this structure and they know the key verses and they memorize those and but no one's ever bothered to incorporate contrary passages which have something else to add to the puzzle. And so it is hmm. not really inductive Bible study. You're not really going from the Word into your informed faith in the the will and the purpose of God, but you are reading preconceived ideas into the text.
0: Wow. Wow, David, and, I yeah, love I, that. I think
1: I think more than we realize as Christians, we simply depend on the corporate theology of our church culture, whatever it be.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and we David, really... We, we, go, we, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm done. Well, I I, would, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just can't keep quiet here because uh, you're speaking my heart, and I'm going, well, we're cut from the scenes. Class here, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the way I teach, and and that's the way I've always loved the word. Is in fact, I yes. get, yeah, I get most excited about those passages. What about this? Those are the ones yeah, that really exactly. turn me on. <laughs> I yeah, go, and so I, I, I call it, <laughs> that,
1: I call it reading. I call it dodging the scripture. So we're reading down a passage. And then we we come to a verse that says something like, if they fall away once they have uh, been cleansed by the blood and they fall away into sin, it is impossible to renew them to repentance mm-hmm. again. And we read that, and I remember I wouldn't let my eyes read that verse because I knew what was coming, and I knew I didn't mm-hmm. understand it. So I would skip around wow. to the more... You know, in my Bible reading curriculum <laughs> for the day, I would skip around to the next few verses. And so, um, not to say I can answer all of those, but we, I, I remember having verses like that explained away so much that I asked myself afterwards, well then, if it, if it couldn't possibly be true, why is it in there? What were yeah. they meaning? And we yeah. we don't ask those deeper questions because it disturbs our system, not our plain understanding of that verse.
0: Wow, wow! So what you're saying is we need to be diligent about chasing down those things that we don't understand. That that yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and believing that write... our
1: God, our God is huge. <laughs> He is awesome. He is. His ways are past finding out. So, uh, don't think you've got it all nailed.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe we should write maybe we should write a book together, and we'll call it "What About This." <laughs> yeah, what about this? <laughs> I will just fill it up with all those. Verses that, that we yeah. gloss over because we because they don't seem to fit That would fit be a great. Into, that to would, our let's little, do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know, we've got in, in just a bit of time we have here. I I I would like. Can you unpack just a little bit of your theory of the end? Your theory of the end times. Maybe yeah. I know you can't. We got a whole book here, but maybe maybe some of the give us some of the main pieces. That, uh, well, I'll, that I'll tell you. Again.
1: This is probably the biggest and and simplest key to the book, because if if I know you've read most of it, the second to last chapter, ideal, I call it spoiler alert, meaning <laughs> meaning hmm. I call uh, I define a lot of these things, but I kind of leave them hanging for the readers to process. Themselves, But the final chapter is governing the nations. And so I have t- the main thesis of the book. I had taught the end of the Old Testament age so often, and um, that's where the, the three Hebrew young men were cast into the fiery furnace. They came out. Unscathed, Nebuchadnezzar saw the Son of God walking in the flames, fell on his face, and said, Your God is the true God. He, there is no God that can rescue like this. Um, Daniel came out of the lion's den, and Darius uh, was changed, and he commanded everyone in the Persian Empire to worship the God of Daniel. Um, Esther and Mordecai triumphed under uh, xerxes and the the later persians and cyrus the great became a uh, believer in the jewish god and paid the expenses of all the jews to go back so they could rebuild the temple and worship the god who had prophesied over cyrus in isaiah and we believe daniel showed him those prophecies so here is Every single nation at the end of the Old Testament radically persecutes and hates the Jewish people, the people of Jehovah, the people of God. And in every case, God intervenes with a not just an individual-saving miracle, but a nation-changing miracle. And in every one of those cases... Decrees went out to the entire empires of their day that the God of these people was the true God and everyone must worship him. Now, if that is not applicable to our modern world, I don't know what is. And strangely enough, Cyrus ruled over all the nations That presently make up the Middle and Near East and Mm. he was compassionate he was known for his generosity Uh, God called him my anointed one and my shepherd God said I have raised you up to give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches and and I'll subdue your enemies and so anyway, uh, in the book I said, wow, what if all these nations return to the compassion and generosity of their first great emperor? Mm-hmm. So are these pictures of how God is, not has, it already is a picture of how he has intervened to change the nations.
0: Mm-hmm. Could
1: this be a picture of what he is planning at some point in our future. And so that is the question I ask, and there are tons of scriptural examples where this happened. So um, wow. that that's my basic point that I'm emphasizing, and it just came, like I said, after... Teaching wow. these books over and over again, and I'm asking, and I'm going, "Hey, nobody ever goes past Daniel." You know, it's Sunday school stories. You too can get out of a lion's den, yay!
0: Mm-hmm. And yet they <laughs> don't,
1: they don't, they don't follow it on to see the real reason behind it to change the mind of the. Imp- There's one scripture, John, where Nebuchadnezzar fell on the ground and worshipped. Daniel, because of his prophetic glory wow. and, and the magnificence of his word, and so anyway, th- there's there's mm. some big things ahead, I think, for the people of God. Now, of course, we believe it includes the Church of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we we I sure would like to see some booming miracles hit around the earth and change some drastic hatred wouldn't you
0: <laughs> mm. oh my oh my yes well let's do that let's do let's bring this down to us now let's let's bring this down to the individual believer and um what so it sounds to me david like at least oh well, there there's got to be tons of implications uh uh here uh, uh, like some pop into my mind that of course, we're not going to run away from the world you know we we had this we had this whole yeah. Christian subculture for a while, and we were going to be safe and the world was going to hell and we're going to all be yeah. safe over here you know yeah, and it sounds like what we're saying you know Daniel was in the he ran right into the he was serving the king you know and he was he was in the king's court so he was
1: you know, he that, was a states he was a statesman he was a huge yeah. man if we could just insert him into the Presidential race right now oh, <laughs> Oops, let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy
0: Oh boy yeah Yeah so but what At any rate what that does Is that that's at least One thing am I right about this That, that should excite the individual believer About getting Getting out into the world
1: yes. and being
0: a representative Of the kingdom of God and and yes. loving people and doing the best they can and whatever it is that they're doing, all of that stuff. Right, that right?
1: right. I've I've run into uh, to some creative guys and had conversations of late where there uh, there's some thoughts being uh, examined to ordain Christian laymen into the marketplace, just as we ordain. Christian pastors mm. into the pulpit, Great. and we we have so steered off of secular because we think it really is, and nothing really is. I don't think it's all. It can all right. be to the glory of God, and it's all utilizing the gifts of men. And so I just think we can uh, send people as. There's some guys in our church that have very high-ranking, responsible positions in corporations, and they're just making a real mark without preaching. But I, I just don't think we appreciate in the church, unless you're on the platform or you have a function on the church bulletin that you're just an attendee, you know, I, I, it's just, yeah.
0: Wow. You know, David, I'm beginning to see something here that, you know, that the end times, the late great future, great thing, title you have, uh, that's a, that's a, come on. It's a, it's, 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 it's it's the thing that um, brought it about, but it's so much bigger than that. What, what it seems to me is it what you're talking about is really a whole new way of thinking about the world and about yeah. our role in the world, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and goodness gracious, there's so many so many doors open up, or, you know. Uh, anyway, I, I won't go in. There's some other stuff well, about the future that's problematic, but it's, the, it's, it's at least suggested in the Bible. I think God's pleased if we think big
0: yep yep open one of those doors for us we have enough time um, you know i'm talking what you just were talking about some some well okay what can uh, what, happen. there's
1: there's been a feeling of whatever the second coming and whenever it happens um I just ask some what-if questions. Again, I'm not trying to be dogmatic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, mm-hmm. what if what if the nations continue on in some way
0: mm-hmm.
1: and are blessed by the results of the Second Coming and the empowered church uh, into the future that doesn't obliterate things quite yet, and uh, I think this is, uh, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Mm. And so I I just think um, God, he really loves the world. <laughs> you know, that's kind of John 3.16. You don't get any more <laughs> basic than that. But what is the world? And so we have been so individualized in our Christian salvation and Christian walk with Jesus that um, we don't see that, I ask this question at some point in the book, uh, does it take a complete society and nation to reveal the will of God on earth as it is in heaven? In other words, God has hundreds of millions of angelic societies and ranks and leadership. We have no idea how he Mm. is governing the hosts of heaven and influencing things on earth. And so um, maybe Mm. he wants to display even more of his glory through societies in the earth that go beyond Mm. just a single individual or even one local church, but, so, there's when you start thinking this way, man, it really opens a lot of
0: potential
1: wow. for faith, and so I don't think I don't think God's gonna wash his hands of things as fast as we think he or we would may want him to
0: <laughs> wow, oh, David, this is great, Well, you have certainly got me excited about this book, and uh. <laughs> I you know have how long is this how long has it been
1: out David uh, uh, it it's out on Amazon and Kindle and it I think was it went up about October-ish, as okay. I recall and uh yeah
0: have you had I any, many, a, a,
1: mm-hmm. you had any I don't know, to know it how yet? many any reactions yet uh not any negative but i don't know how wide the circulation is sure. but um sure. yeah I, uh, at least i haven't had any hate mail
0: <laughs> or email.
1: <laughs> hate email well, <laughs>
0: yeah 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 well i'm hmm. i'm very excited about to me this is just a way to uh, not just figure out the end times but to get excited about the future that's what it sounds like to me yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. i i really I really hope that uh, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners uh, to get this, uh, the future great planet Earth, yeah, by David, Dr. David E. Fisher, and you can get it on yep. Amazon, right? So yep. that's easy. We, all know, we all know how to do that. New
1: book yeah. on mm-hmm. Kindle, yeah.
0: Okay, the future great planet Earth. Well, I am. Uh, uh, I, I must admit, I'm. I'm only in the beginning but uh i'm gonna s- sh- i'm definitely going to go through this one now because uh you you got my you got my juices going so well, thank you exciting. there's
1: there's there's some passages there's some conclusions that are kind of hard hitting at times or provo thought provoking and again my my purpose in the book is not to dogmatically say right. You you must believe this, 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 but at least we must be aware of what the Bible authors said and then uh, stay open to what God may be wanting to tell us for our times as we move forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, David, sometimes I think that's really about the only way we really can teach because i, I yeah. we uh, you know our our minds are so are so yeah. limited compared to god's and to be able yeah. to think that you know our word is the last word is really silly <laughs> yeah and so yeah. we you know it's i love highly that.
1: arrogant to that <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so the fact that this sounds like a not a mind closing but a mind opening book and uh, i would hope and then there i would was, hope you know and when the lead people maybe onto other other areas where they want to pursue and other things sure. they want to chase down and and uh sure. and i just uh i just encourage all of us um to start to start not only just with this book but just thinking this way about life this is the way to think about life and god's truth there's so much more out there than what we know exactly. and what we're experiencing and um yeah. what a what a great great way to go. Well, David, I can't thank you enough for taking this time with us and uh I hope that uh, me, this becomes a yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let me leave, let me leave one more bombshell before we hang up. Absolutely. The great commission. Go and make disciples of all individuals, saving them. No. <laughs> Go and make disciples of all nations. Yes. What does that mean?
0: Haven't we always <laughs> wondered about that? That's one of those. Whoa. What is that? That's a what is that <laughs> <Yeah>. word, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a wow. to chew on. <laughs>
0: and and that's, that, that's, that is our one great commandment, you know. That's what he left. Yeah, to. that is it. What does it and, mean? And that, and that's a what is that verse? Disciples. Now we of saw all the
1: early nations. we saw the early church just uh, in three hundred years. It transformed the Roman Empire. Pretty soon, you've got you've got Constantine setting apart Sunday as a day of rest for Christian worship. You've got him commanding. Uh, Them to restore all property back to the Christians. You've got them supporting Christian ministers by uh, federal taxation. You've got uh, them uh, forbidding soothsaying and and uh, I mean the whole the whole thing changed by the guy at the top having the amount of conversion Hmm. that he did. I don't know how saved he was. There's arguments there. But the whole Roman Empire uh, changed to the Christian Church ascended to the peak. I'm not in agreement with what happened a millennium later, but still. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, these things happened already. So are they patterns? That's that's it. I'll let you go. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, Make this so. Break that. Last thing. Break that down. Make disciples of all nations. What do you think that yeah. means right now? At what this point that? in your life. Um, what do I think it means?
1: No. What do you
0: think it means? This is our last. This is our last comment. Okay. What, what at this point in your life and the thinking you've done about all of this and that verse? Can you put that okay, in, a, I, in, a, in a nutshell? I I would venture.
1: Uh, sanctified guess <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: okay. I
1: think it means to see enough people transformed by Jesus Christ as individuals yes I believe in personal conversion and the salvation mm-hmm. and being born again but to mm-hmm. see enough influence of the Church of Jesus Christ within formerly pagan or antagonistic nations to actually see that leaven uh, transform nation by nation into more civilized god-fearing and um, hmm. displaying the will of god on earth so i think hmm. i think this can this starts with the individual but there's no end to where it can end with the glory of God being revealed in mass societies <laughs> and cultures. My goodness.
0: Wow. that's And that's all of us. That's where we fit in. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, you guys. There you go. It's it's exciting. Um, thank you again, David. I appreciate it so much. Uh, thank you. Love to your, I'm
1: glad you're able to do to your, this, man.
0: <laughs> I am too This was fun This was a lot of fun and it's fun to be back And uh, uh, Love to your family And, and Thank all you my, my nieces and nephews And everybody
1: <laughs> Okay Blessings uh,
0: Yeah Okay Thank you David God Bye-bye. bless you Bye bye Well folks How about that That Was fun That's all I have to say That was a lot of fun And I hope you go Grab the book Um, If you can uh, The future great planet earth And start thinking big About this world About your life About what you can do in the world Because of Christ in you And because God has called us uh, To be his representatives Here at the end of this age God bless you all Thank you so much